you will get out uh, in a normal uh, amount of time. So uh, we've been going through the book of Psalms, Psalms 1, uh, Psalms 120 through 134. These are the Psalms of Ascent. These are pilgrimage songs that Israel would sing on their way uh, to worship as they hope to enter into the presence of God in the temple. And we've learned that these songs are uh, for songs for us to sing on our pilgrimages in life as we hope to enter into God's presence in heaven. Um, these psalms have a unique way of speaking to us and to our normal way of life. And this psalm today we're going to see uh, is, is another one of those psalms that just speaks to us in our life. Does anybody have... Um, a food combination that if you don't have one part of that combination, you don't even want the combination at all. Does anybody have something like that? Like for me, if, if I'm eating pizza, I really want to have pop. Like if I don't have pop with my pizza, it, it just, the pizza doesn't taste right. I don't know what it is. Does anybody else have something like that where if you don't have one part of the combination, uh, you don't want the combination at all? Luke? Mac and cheese. It'd be horrible to just have mac, right? <laughs> now cheese, just cheese is good. But without the cheese, the mac is like, I don't even want that. Anybody else? Salad, salad right? What, what's got to be on the salad for you to want it? The dressing? dressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who wants to just eat grass, right? <laughs> Xavier? Cucumbers and tahini. Cucumbers and tahini. That's like a uh, um, Mexican seasoning. Yeah. It's intense. I'll say that about it. Okay, what about um, maybe like if you go to a restaurant and you go and sit down at Chili's or something and they offer you that, that monster cookie that comes in a skillet and maybe on the, on the side it'll say something like this. Uh, cookie is best eaten with a scoop of ice cream, right? Best served with a scoop of ice cream. Some things have to come with something else for you to really enjoy it and get all of it out of that. I think the same thing would apply to our lives as Christians. And I believe this psalm teaches us that Christianity is lived best with a heavy dose of humility. A heavy dose of humility. The Christian has no room for pride in their life. This week at camp, uh, our, ca our cabin slept 50 and we took 49. And supposedly there was space for an extra person, but I do not believe it. There is no extra space in that cabin for another human. And that's how our life should be with pride. There should be no space for pride to enter our Christian walk. Charles Spurgeon, he was a great Baptist pastor over in England in the 1800s. He said this about this very psalm. He said, it is one of the shortest psalms to read, but one of the longest to learn. It speaks of a young child but it contains the experience of a grown man in Christ. He says it's one of the hardest to learn because it's about laying down pride. Laying down pride. God is kind enough to give us this psalm, this short little psalm, to remind us of one of our greatest, one of, if not our greatest need uh, or problem, is pride. Our greatest problem is pride. Some have even said that pride is the sin of all sins, the central issue of the human heart, and that every sin stems from pride. Every sin stems from pride. So what kind of pride are we talking about? I'm not talking about tiger pride or wildcat pride or school pride. I'm not talking about being proud of your children. I'm sure um, uh, Dan and Sherry were pretty proud because they got to see their daughter on there. The Tammy that they mentioned is the Tammy that many of you know who was a, a youth here many years ago. They're probably proud of her, right? That kind of sin is, or that kind of pride is not a sin. What we're talking about when we say pride, we're talking about self-righteous, self-centeredness. 
Self-righteous, self-centeredness. It's the constant thinking of yourself and focusing on yourself and your wants and desires instead of others, including God. Thinking of yourself above others, including God. It's ranking yourself above others. So let's read this passage that speaks of laying down our pride and let's see what it has to say for us. Psalm 131 says this. Book of Psalms, chapter 31 O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Let me pray for us. Father, we come before you and thank you for this psalm. God, we pray that you would speak through it to us and help us to um, lay down our pride, as this passage calls us to, that we would be able to have peace, that it can only come from you. We love you and we praise you. This is in Jesus' name. Amen. So this psalm was written by a guy named David. You may have heard of him. Um, He started with humble beginnings. He was just a little shepherd boy that was kept out of the field uh, when a man named Samuel came along to anoint the next king. Samuel went through a line of big burly brothers and only found out that none of those guys were supposed to be the king. But there was a little shepherd boy hanging out in the field out there. Samuel said, hey, go get that guy. Let's check him out. Humble beginnings. But really quick, David rose in popularity. He slayed a guy named Goliath. He was a giant from another nation. And after that, uh, he began to be popular. He was anointed to be king, and he killed the giant, and his fame rose. And as you can imagine... Someone who's getting a ton of attention, a ton of accolades, a lot of things said about them for the future. You can imagine he would have a problem with pride. That might have been something that would creep into his life. So as David writes this psalm, he's basically praying that the Lord would help him lay down his pride, to reject his pride. David had to reject self-exaltation. He had to reject self-exaltation. He could have stepped into the limelight and said, hey, I'm the greatest. I'm the goat, as the kids would say, greatest of all time. I'm the one who uh, is going to be the next king. Look at me, look at me. But he's realizing I need to lay down my pride. I need to lay down self-exaltation. And he also wanted to lay down self-ambition. David was promised that he would be king. David might have wanted to hurry that process up. Has everybody, anybody ever been there? You feel like God has promised you something, uh, but he's not giving it to you as fast as you want it, right? And so... David, he had to lay down self-ambition as well and wait for the Lord's timing. David seems to know when his temptation is going to come and when that pride is going to sneak in. Because pride has a way of seeping in through the cracks. If, if your roof is perfectly 100 or 99.99% good, but there's one spot on your roof where there's a little hole, the water is going to find that crack. And pride has that way in our lives. Pride will find the cracks in your life and seep in and start to do damage. So just like David knew some areas where he would fall to pride, we need to know some areas where pride will creep in. Pride will keep you from listening to other people for help. You know that? Pride will keep you from listening to other people for help. If you're prideful, it's going to be hard to allow someone else to talk and speak into your life. It's going to to be hard for you to ask others for help. In a similar way, it's going to be hard for you to allow people to ask you for help because you're going to be wanting to talk about yourself all the time. It's hard to allow somebody to to speak and get the attention that they need for their problems because we want to be the one speaking. Pride's going to um, also keep you from celebrating other people's success. Pride will keep you from celebrating other people's success. 
You know that feeling. All of us do. Um, And you don't have to have social media to know this feeling. But if you have social media, you know that feeling of scrolling through, through Facebook and seeing that family that just seems to be always doing great. And that church that seems to be growing and and those people that have that successful job. And we can begin to scroll through there. And those are all great things. It's a good thing when people's family uh, is doing well. It's a great thing when people's church is growing well. But we can look at those things. And if we're prideful, it keeps us from celebrating the fact that God is doing something good in somebody else's life. Pride will do that to you. Pride will cause you to be impatient. Impatience is really just thinking your agenda and your time is more important than their agenda and their time. So this afternoon, maybe as you're driving, you're trying to get a seat for El Vallarta because uh, you've got to have your perfect seat and your perfect spot. You need your chips and salsa. And somebody in front of you is driving really, really, really slow. Maybe think about, you know what? Instead of getting mad and thinking my chips and salsa are more important, wonder about what's going on in that car. Maybe that person has a crock pot full of food that they're taking to widows that they do on, on, on a Sunday afternoon. You're thinking, my chips are more important than that food being delivered safely and calmly to, to uh, uh, somebody who needs it. Pride will cause you to treat other people poorly. Pride will cause you to steal attention from the Lord. Pride will cause you to sin against the Lord. We could go on and on about the, the effects of pride in our life. But suffice it to say that pride will creep in in any moment. So if you want to know where pride is in your life, think about the times when you respond emotionally to something. Think about the times when you have an, a strong emotional response of like frustration, anger, discontentment. There may be pride in that area. I'm not saying guaranteed, but that may be a spot in your life where there's pride. If you react uh, viscerally or angrily or, or, or you're extremely disappointed in a moment, there may be pride there. There may be pride there. So the first thing, as as I was, Actually, I didn't even say my first point. The first point is this. This is what I want you to do is reject pride as David reject pride, rejected pride. Reject pride. The second thing is this. Rest in the Lord. Notice the second half of this talks about a little baby. Uh, praise God that we've had lots of babies born in our midst over the past year. That's something that we can praise God for. But notice sometimes those babies, when they're sitting in service, we love to uh, have them in here and make all their baby sounds. Even the cries, that just tells us that uh, we have a uh, new life in our church. But sometimes babies cry, right? That The main reason why they cry is that they're ready for some food, right? And a lot of times when a baby is laid into its mother's arms... They can somehow sense that that's their mom and that's where they get food. And all of a sudden, they're hungry. Like they are hungry again because they're around that mom. They smell that mom and they know, oh, I'm supposed to eat now, right? But what about a baby that's weaned, that, that, that doesn't, is not eating from its mother anymore? That's what this passage points to. A weaned baby in the arms of a mother is the picture of a baby who's resting in their mother's arms and knowing that they, they don't need uh, food from her. Um, they're, they're, they're peaceful in that moment, um, knowing that they're, they're weaned, they're, they're a grown child. That's why it says a, a weaned child in a mother's arms. A weaned child in a mother's arms is a picture of perfect contentment. They're not in need of anything. They know they're being held by the one who can give them everything. And David said, my soul is so much at peace, I'm like a baby in a mother's arms that's not hungry. That's, that's peaceful. A baby in a mother's arms who's not hungry. That's what David's like because he has laid down his pride. Because pride will bring stress and distress and chaos into your life. But 
Like David says, you can be as peaceful as a baby if you can learn to lay down that pride, knowing that God is the provider. God is the giver. He knows the best thing for you and the best timing for you to receive that. And a lot of time laying pride or uh, laying down pride looks like surrender. Looks like laying down things saying, God, usually I have my hands on the wheel and I want to be in control of this moment and I want to handle these things. But you know what? I want to surrender that to you. That's a lot of times what giving your life to the Lord looks like. It's a surrendering over to him. It's saying, Lord, I don't need to be in control of this. I don't need to try to hurry you and rush you. I'm just going to be peaceful and patient and rest in you knowing that you have this under control. Praise God that we had a few students this week and a sponsor say, you know what? I'm going to lay down uh, my pride and I'm going to ask the Lord uh, to forgive me of my sins. That takes a lot of, 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 of humility. Um, that takes a lot of laying down pride. And that's, that's something that we can do on a, on a weekly basis as Christians. If there's chaos in your life, if there is, is time in your life when you just feel stressed and, and, and stressed to the max and just frustrated more than often, maybe it's because there's an area of pride in your life that you need to say, I'm going to take my hands off of this wheel and I'm going to let the Lord guide it and the Lord direct it. So we're going to sing a song in a few minutes. We're going to sing. It's called I Surrender All. We actually sang this song at camp. Uh, they, they, they would uh, at the end of a, one of the set lists, they added this old school song at the very end. And I was like, yes, my like old school Baptist heart was like, yes, I surrender all. Um, but we're going to sing this song because it was one that we mentioned. We kind of sang it a little bit at camp. And also, I think it was a good picture of this. When, when chaos is in your life, um, a lot of times that's due to pride. A lot of times that's due to wanting to be the one in control. But God gives us an out. God gives us a way out from that chaos and stress that comes from being prideful that we can say, hey, I'm going to let go and let God. Let's pray. I'm going to have Dennis and Lord come up. We're going to sing this one last song uh, to respond to the Lord.